This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Welcome to Dolly Shares, a show where Dolly Howard shares her experiences, thoughts, and emotions as only Dolly can. This is a pre-recorded presentation. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. This is... What is this? <laughs> Here we go again. i got to figure out what day this is. Oh, Tuesday. It is February 5, and, and it is Jan... No, hold on. This is Tuesday, February 5, 2019. Tomorrow is my birthday. I'll be 72 years old. Wow, 72 years old. I used to think people who were in their 60s were old. Now I'm 72. I guess I've gotten to be beyond old, but my brain hasn't caught up with my age in some ways. In other ways, it's definitely caught up with my physical age. But it's it's kind of, it's crazy how when you're young, you think all these young thoughts, and you think old people are really, really ancient and beyond living life and and but you get to be old and then you think gosh I don't feel this old because you're still remembering the thoughts of old people when you were younger and you had those thoughts so you reach that old age that you used to think was ancient old and and you're you think gosh in my brain, in a certain area, I feel like I'm still 16 years old. And then I stop and think, oh, thank God I'm not 16 years old yet. <laughs> I'm glad I got through that stage. It's, it's, uh, when I was in my 60s, I used to be able to say, boy, I don't feel this old at all. Well, now, reflecting on how old do I really feel? Mm. I think... Mm, I think I do feel old. Surprisingly. This is surprising me. It might not surprise you all, but... I do, I feel, well, let me put it this way. I feel like I've been around the block a few times. And I used to be able to run laps around the block a few times before resting 
And now I don't think I'd get a quarter of the way around the block without having to rest a few days. <laughs> oh, but it's fun. I did make it to 72. I'm glad that I experienced life as I did. Uh, hopefully, I have gleaned some information that I came here to learn. An experience so I don't have to do it again oh my gosh the thought of having to do it again just just does me in takes a breath right out of my body I wouldn't want to have to do it again mm -mm -mm. no <laughs> I'm glad that I've had the people in my life I've had in my life, whether I enjoyed it or not, whether they enjoyed it or not, <laughs> because it all brought me to where I am at this moment in time. If I hadn't had one experience, it would have changed my life completely. One little experience, if you hadn't had it would change your life completely. I never realized that until just now I'm saying it. But when you stop and think about it, you can see if you take out one experience, it would have sent you down a different path. So when you stop and think about yourself and you're beating yourself up and thinking, if only... If I should have done this, I could have done that. Why didn't I do this? Stop beating yourself up. It's all done the way it should have been done for you to be where you are right now in your life. And if you're in a place that you don't like, change it. I know people used to say that, and I'd think, what the heck? How can you change what you're going through? I can't do this. I can't do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. I can't change anything. Oh, yes, you can. Believe me. No, you don't have to believe me. But I have learned in my experiences... You can change what you're doing, where you are, who you're with. All you have to do is put your mind to it. Open your eyes. Do some research. Look around. Check out sources that can help you to get in a different place in your life. Check out if you're in a bad situation and you need to get out of your living situation. Check into the agencies who can help you get out of that position into a different place. If you just need someone to talk to, check into the counseling. Um, I know that they have discounted 
counselors, well, counselors who will discount their prices because I've gone to them and they've helped. They really have. Uh, you can change your life any way you want to. It may take some work, but oh well. You'll probably learn a lot of things through that journey. I hope you have an open mind and learn the things you're supposed to through that journey. I just want to encourage you. Yes, you can change. If you don't like where you are right now, you can change it. You can. I've done it so many times throughout my lifetime. Oh my gosh. I'd finally get to the place where I'd say, I don't like this anymore. I really don't like what what's going on right now. And I would end up changing it. When I first started thinking those thoughts, um, I didn't realize, yeah, I can change it. And then I, I got to a place where I didn't realize by thinking I wanted to change it, I started to do things differently, and I did change it. And then after it was changed, I'd, all of a sudden something would hit me, and I'd think, oh, wow, I'm in a different place now than I was then, mentally or emotionally or physically. And, and so I would reflect on it, and I'd think, I did it. I did it. I made the steps, I made the thoughts, I manifested, and I did it. And then I finally got to the place uh, where I realized, oh, gee, I don't like doing this. I can change it, so how do I want to change it? Then I'd plot out how I wanted to change it, and I'd do that. And throughout the life, I'd, I have... I have changed my path many times. Many, many times. So you can too, if you want to. Some people are fortunate enough to be in the perfect place all their life. Well, I'm wondering, are they lucky? Or are they hindered? How do they learn lessons? Well, maybe they learn lessons the easy way by observation, and they decide, oh, yeah, well, I see that person went through this hardship learning that lesson. I don't want to, so I'm going to learn the lesson without going through a hardship. That could be, too. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I wish I was one of those people. <laughs> Had to get a drink there. Um, but anyway, I wasn't even going to talk about this. <laughs> I wasn't. I guess somebody needed to hear it. So, I I am at a happy place. I I really am. Wouldn't change anything for nothing. Even the even the sadness of losing Stan the way I did. Ah. Oh. Okay, I'm not going to cry. That's over with. Now I'm moving on. I'm moving forward. It all happened for a purpose.
And I still love him very much, very, very, very much. Okay, so, um, I'm happy today. I have arrived at the place where I don't really have to go out and work, and I thought I would. I thought I'd die on the job. Well, I didn't. I'm at the place where I'm getting widow social security, which means I'm receiving uh, social security from my ex's account because I never remarried. Stan and I lived together very happily until that fatal day. Um, and we were scared to death to get married. Scared to death to get that piece of paper that said according to the laws of the land that we were husband and wife. No, no, no. So we made our own vows. We just happened along this nice little church in a, out in a, in a place all by itself. And we went in and we were just amazed by the feel we got from it. And, the, and uh, Stan looked at me and said, will you marry me? And I said, yes. And so we did our own vows. We just, we, we stood at that altar in, in that little church. And, and we did our own wedding vows in front of God. So according to God, we were married. And that's what counted in our eyes. <laughs> so, I'm, but I, I diverse in my thinking. Anyway, I've reached the stage where I can afford to not work. And I have no pressing issues on me. When I don't feel so good, I can stay in my bed. And it's a nice bed. It's one of those beds that feet go up, the head goes up. And I can be very, very comfortable. My mattress is like sleeping on a cloud. It's very nice. So I have a nice place to relax. And uh, I don't have to. I don't have to think. Oh my gosh! I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I can do any damn thing I want to right now. Isn't that wonderful? I never thought I'd be at this place. I am so blessed. I truly am so blessed. And right now, I'm being showered with love. I'm being hugged. I have all these spirits around me, the angels, the spirits. Dave. <sighs> so blessed. And I hope y'all if you aren't at that place in your life now, you arrive at a place in your life where you you are so happy that you know you're blessed. 
please know you're always, always, always blessed. You're never alone. Never, never alone. Just remember that when you get to a place in your mind and you're thinking, nobody gives a shit about me. Why am I doing this stuff? Why am I here? You're here because you're loved. You're here because you chose to be. How you live that is up to you. It really is. You can manifest a good place for yourself if you're not in a good place. But count your blessings. Start off by counting your blessings. Sit down. Write a list of pros and cons. Okay, on the pro side, I'm very fortunate to have a roof over my head. On the con side, it doesn't have heat. (laughs) On the pro side, I'm not out in the wilds, in the cold. I'm in the house. (laughs) You just make up a list and, and you can start to see, oh yeah, I do have blessings in my life and I can make even more. So anyway, I'm very happy, and uh, tomorrow I'll wake up and say to me, well, if I'm here, (laughs) thank you again, God, for this another day here on earth, and thank you that I have arrived at the age of 72 in this human body. Because today, I say thank you, God. I woke up here on earth. And I thank you. I'm still in this 71-year-old body. Human body. (laughs) And I feel God chuckling at me. (laughs) You can hear God, believe it or not. You can. If you listen. Open your mind and accept the fact, yes, I can. And you can hear him. He laughs at me a lot. And and he shakes his head at me like Mona showed that picture of Jesus to us. With his hand on his forehead like he's saying, oh, dolly, dolly, dolly. (laughs) I remember that picture. Thanks, Mona, for that picture. (laughs) That was priceless. It came at just the right time that she showed it to us. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. And I remember it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Now today, oh, you know, I didn't even do the introduction. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I did say uh, good morning and good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to number 41 pre-recorded Dolly Shares. It's coming to you from Dolly World. Nancy Hopkins is the producer, and I'm Dolly Howard. I'm the voice you're hearing. And, oh, hey, let me change my little notes here. I'm recording this on Tuesday. And it is February B. And the date is 5. And it is 2019. 
And so today, I'll be discussing, um, well, I discussed my birthday and life to this point. Oh, and I want to share with you the smart meter. I'm typing it down. So, see, I keep notes on Dolly Shares. Dave's all excited about this one, y'all. He is so excited because when we bought this house, Annette and I bought the house, it came with a smart meter. <laughs> and I figured, we figured, Annette and I did, well, we're stuck with this frickin' thing that we didn't want in our lives. And when I lived in Venice, they, is when they started putting smart meters on people's houses. And I refused to let them put one on my house. They said, well, we're going to charge you uh, $13 a month for a reader to come out and read your meter. I said, fine. But you're not putting a smart meter on my house. And I'll be darned if a guy didn't come to the door. But he didn't even come to the door, I don't think. Came up, and he was from FP, yeah, FPL, and he started to walk around my house. And so I went out and chased him down. I said, what are you doing? Why are you here in my yard? He said, I'm going to put a smart meter in your on your house. I said, no, you're not. He said, well, yes, I am. I said, no, you're not. It's my house. You have no right to put that on my house without my permission. And so he and I had words. And I made him write it down officially, and I signed it on his paper. No smart meter. I called the company, and I told them, in no uncertain terms, is a smart meter to be put on my house. So we paid the extra 13 bucks a month. So anyway, I get here and we end up with a smart meter. But the angels provided this house. So I thought, I am not going to fuss over it. Um, I figure, we figure we're stuck with it. But yesterday, I got a bug up my butt and I decided, I'm tired of this smart meter. I know. Even though I got the sticker on it, I know there's these bad vibes coming. So I called FPL. Finally, I found a phone number where you can call customer service. That took an act of God. And then I got a real live person on the phone. <laughs> that took an act of God. And so I told the guy... I have a smart meter on my house. I bought it. It was that way. I do not want it there. I want to make arrangements to have you come and remove that smart meter from my house. And he said, oh, okay. Um, you realize it'll cost you $89 initial fee to have it removed and the new one, a new meter put on your house. I said, okay, 
I'll pay it. He said, and then it's going to cost you $13 a month to have a reader come and read your meter. And I said, okay, I'll pay the extra 13 every month. He said, okay, well, we'll do this within the next 30 days. I said, well, thank you very much. But I want to make sure they remove everything associated with that meter. He said, yes, yes, we will. So I asked him several times during our conversation, and he assured me, yeah, we're going to, we'll remove it, put the new thing on your house. And, and he reiterated through the conversation, it has to be accessible. We don't go through any fences or any, any, uh, hazardous things and I said no I'm an old woman who can't even walk right and I can gain access to it so I don't think your young person will have a problem so he and I both uh, uh, assured each other of our concerns and um, we got to the end of the conversation and he said do you mind if I ask you why you want that meter removed from your house? I said, oh, I have no problem telling you. One of my friend's house, one of my friends had a, a smart meter. It caught fire and it burned his house. Another reason is the EMF energies it emits. Um, my daughter and I are sensitive to the energies and it hurts. And I said, another is that it helps to make me accessible, our house accessible to 5G. And I told him, I realize we aren't protected from 5G. When it happens, it happens. But it will help uh, in some way prevent uh, against the 5G crap. And I said, plus... I'm tired of the government having access to the inside of my house through the smart meter. I know they can do it any way they want to, but I'm not going to give them access with a welcome mat and say, here you are. You can come into my house anytime you want with these, with these, um, electrical things you do. I can't think of the words right now. But you all know what I'm saying. So uh, he said to me, I forgot the words he used, but it was words to the effect that he has heard these reasons from a lot more people than just me. So I got the impression from him there are other people out there calling to have their smart meters removed. <laughs> Hold on just a minute. I'm not the only one. And it was so freaking easy. He was so nice and sweet. And, and I didn't even have to fight. There was no fighting to have him remove it and put 
the different meter on the house. Get that smart meter and all that smart meter stuff off of my house. And I was so ready. I gotta tell you, you all, I was ready for a fight. And so I, I hung up and I sat there and I thought, well, that was kind of disappointing. I didn't even get to have a good fight about it. <laughs> I was telling Annette about it as I was going through all these energies of trying to uh, find the phone number and then trying to get through all these <coughs> automated choices and things. And I finally found a live person and she knew I was up for a fight. She just knew it. And when I told her after it was done, he didn't even fight me on it. He was very uh, obliging <laughs> and very nice about it. She was laughing. She said, I knew you were looking for a fight. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm getting the smart meter removed from my house no more of those emissions coming at us even though it's got the shungite s4 sticker on it which prevents us from a lot of it um i just i gotta get it off my house i just got to so i am so i'm glad i got to share that with y'all um, and then, I have been watching the uh, non-mainstream news. I watch OAN, One Nation, One America Nation, or America, I forgot. The, the initials are OAN, the news that I watch. And I watch Fox. Because you can mostly believe what these two stations are saying, but you know you can't believe everything you hear. You know that. But these are the most honest reporting stations that I've found, and I listen to them and watch them. So um, I've been watching... Oh, hi. <laughs> I see you. I just saw a spirit going by. Okay. Seemed to want my attention. Um, so, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, watching the news. And every time I see Nancy frickin' Pelosi, I just, I think to myself, you know, she has all this makeup on her face, and it looks like she's plastered in grease. But she would be a pretty lady. She really would be a pretty older lady if she wasn't such a demon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, the bad things come off of her. In rays, they're just, she's surrounded in this bad, rays like the sun, 
you see the sun and you see the rays from the sun. To me, I see all this bad crap coming out of her. and I, To me, she just... One of the devil's warriors. And it's so freaking sad that she's like that. Uh, when she says that the wall is... What does she say? What's that word she says? Immoral. The wall is immoral. The wall down to divide Mexico and America. That's the wall I'm talking about. The border wall. It's immoral. Well, it didn't used to be immoral to her prior to Trump. And now she's... Uh, it. This whole game shit going on. That involves we the people is so upsetting to me. I know this is being used and drawn out to show that Pelosi and her gang to show their true colors, the swamp being's colors. I know that's what it's for. And I realize that the wall, there are walls being built, as we, as I speak to you now. I realize they're being built. Trump's going to fulfill his promise, but um, it just makes me sick. We have finally arrived to the place where. We we see we know the media is controlled. We we've seen it online, where every station is lined up. All the commentators, they're saying the same damn words at the same time, the same words, the same time. You cannot not have seen that. Well, I suppose you could not have seen it, but it's out there if you want to see it. And, um, we are at the place where we can see this. We know this is going on. And, and we see the corruption in the politics. That the politicians are now at the place, they don't even care that we see it. They don't care that we know that we, the people, don't count in their world. The only things that count in their world are the power, the money, the satanic-type worshipping, which brings in deviant sexual uh, acts. And it's, it's not just the Democrats, y'all. It's politics. It, it doesn't matter, Democrat, uh, Republican, Independent. It doesn't matter. It's po political-type people, beings. It's swamp beings. You know what I'm talking about when I say swamp beings. It's so... It's so... I just want them... I want them to be gone. 
not able to hurt children, adults, us, we the people. And they're hurting themselves even, but they're so down into their evil ways, they don't realize good's going to win over bad, and that's the way it is. There's no question about it. They've just chosen the bad side to walk on. And I want to share with you, uh, Ginsburg. Let me see, I, I copied it from, um, what's his doodle? From Q. Because I had seen it before, and then Q had posted it, and I copied it so I could have it when I want it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg info. And I call this a bio of a satanic warrior, a.k.a. a swamp being. That's my opinion. You all don't have to swallow it. But here's, here's what I read in what Q said. Now, maybe you better take a seat or... or get in a comfortable position because for those of you who don't realize this stuff, it's going to be a shocker and you're going to probably deny it because that's the first thing you do is denial. And then you can work yourself to where you realize, yeah, it's truth. But anyway, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This was January 6, 2019, that Q posted it. <clears throat> Why was she selected? Who appointed her? Remember her history. Reference 230-page book called Sex Bias in the U.S. Code, published in 1977 by the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. The highlights called for the sex integration of prisons and reformatories so that conditions of imprisonment, security, and housing could be equal. She explained, if the grand design of such institution is prepare inmates for return to the community as persons equipped to benefit from and contribute to civil society, then perpetuation of single-sex institutions should be rejected. Page 101 is where you can find that. Here's another bullet. Called for the sex integration of Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts because they perpetuate stereotyped sex roles. That's on page 145. Here's another bullet. Insisted on sex integrating college fraternity and sorority chapters and replacing them with college so so social societies. Page 169. Another bullet. Cast constitutional doubt on the legality of Mother's Day and Father's Day as separate holidays. 
That's page 102. She's attacking Mother's Day and Father's Day for crying out loud. Another bullet asserted that laws against bigamous persons cohabitating with more than one woman and women cohabitating with a bigamist are unconstitutional, page 195. Asserted that laws against me. I, well, I'm kind of against that, but that's a personal choice. I mean, if you're a woman, why would you want to share your man with other women? He's an egotistical asshole, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. Okay, another bullet. Objected to laws against prostitution because prostitution as a consensual act between adults is arguably within the zone of privacy protected by recent constitutional decisions. That's on page 97. Ginsburg wrote that the Mann Act, which punishes those who engage in interstate sex traffic of women and girls, is offensive. She wrote that the Mann Act is offensive, which punishes those who engage in intersex traffic of women and girls. Such acts should be considered within the zone of privacy. And that's on page 98. Within the zone of privacy. You think those women and girls would sanction being forced into that stuff? No. For crying out loud, if they want to do that, they do prostitution. Um... Another bullet point demanded that we firmly reject draft or combat exemption for women, stating women must be subject to the draft if men are. But, she added, the need for affirmative action and for transition measures is particularly strong in the Uniformed Services, page 218. Okay, I, I agree. If women want to go into the service, okay. Why not? I agree with that. As long as they aren't forced to bunk down with the men and have to shower with the men and go potty in the with the men, and that's my opinion. <coughs> uh, an indefatigable censor, Ginsburg listed hundreds of sexist words that must be eliminated from all statutes. Among words she found offensive were, now these are the words she wants taken out of everything, man, woman, man-made, mankind, husband, wife, mother, father, sister, Brother, son, daughter, serviceman, longshoreman, postmaster, watchman, seamanship, and two man, in parentheses, two man, which in 
I mean, that's in quotation marks, and then in parentheses it says, a vessel, two men, a vessel. That's on pages 15 and 16. Okay. Wanted he, she, him, her, his, and hers to be dropped down the memory hole. They must be replaced by he, she, with a slash in between, he slash she, her slash him, and hers slash his, and federal statutes must use the bad grammar of plural constructions to avoid third-person singular pronouns. Pages 52 through 53. Here is, wouldn't it be kind of hard to make a sentence, to say a sentence, and you can't use the words she just said? I mean, how do you talk about your mother? If you want to tell a story about your mother, how do you say, I'm going to tell you about my mother? <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the, you can't say woman either. <laughs> okay, how are we going to do this? I want to tell a story about my mother, but I can't use any of these words Ginsburg said. I want to tell you about... I'm looking at these words. Does she say female? Nope, she doesn't say female. I want to tell you about the female that birthed me. <laughs> the female that birthed me. I think I think we could say it that way. <laughs> I want to tell you about... Does she have male in there? No, I don't see that. Okay, so I want to tell you about the male who sired me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay, that's kind of silly that we can't use man or woman or mother or father. Come on. <laughs> okay, here's another bullet point. Uh, she condemned the Supreme Court's ruling in Harris versus McRae and claimed the taxpayer-funded abortions should be constitutional right. A constitutional right. We know we're going through that one. I mean, that's a big one. Uh, really. That really, oh my gosh, that's so painful that they're, they said, right, you can, this abortion shit, uh, yeah, you can give birth to the baby, then have everybody hold the baby, and then we'll sit around and decide whether we're going to kill it or not, and we'll call that abortion. What? What has our world come to? The baby is born, and they're going to kill it? Why? There's so many people who would give their eye teeth for babies. Why are they going to kill a baby? 
They don't have to keep it. Give it up for adoption. But don't kill the baby. Oh. You're going to start crying if I don't stop this. So then uh, Q goes on to say, Who are the doctors currently treating RBG? And this was January 6th. What other political, former, slash current, senior political heads are they affiliated with? The doctors who are treating are Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What off-market drugs are being provided to her in order to sustain minimum daily function? What is the real medical diagnosis? Who is managing her care? Who is really managing her care? The clock is ticking. Panic in DC, in all caps. Q. That's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, it's just... She seems to be so... so far out. Uh, I'm going to try to open this up. Hold on. See if I can... Oops! always have trouble with this laptop. I'm telling you. I have trouble with it. Damn, damn. Hold on. I be trying. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. I think I can copy and paste this. Hold on. <laughs> we'll see. I'm so challenged by this stuff. Let's put that to bed. Let's put this to bed. And let's... Oh, oh. Here's my internet. <sighs> let's put this up and we'll paste this here. Paste and go. What is this? Oh, dear Lord, what was that? Something outside just really took a bad fall. Oh, hey. I don't know if it's going to let me open this. It, uh, oh, it did. Human events. Powerful conservative voices. Senators overlooked radical record of Ruth Bader. Or Bader. I think it's Bader. She's Bader, Bader, Bader. <laughs> Ginsburg. I don't know if I even read this, so let me see what, how much time we have. I have 10 minutes. Okay. Let's see if I can do this in 10 minutes. I, I'm reading this stuff because this isn't just uh, her. It isn't just her. It, it's a lot of the politicians. I think I can read it. Hold on. Hypocrisy stands at the pinnacle of the sins. Oh, this was this was written Tuesday, August 23, 2005. Hypocrisy stands at the pinnacle of the sins that liberals most disdain. 
so it's fair game to compare the free ride they gave to U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg with their searching the archives to pill pillory every word ever written by Supreme Court nominee John Roberts. Liberal commentators and U.S. Senators who are salivating at the upcoming interrogation of Roberts never asked Ginsburg about her extremist views spelled out in her lengthy paper trail. The Senators didn't have to do much research. I made it easy for them by publishing her words in my July 1993 Phyllis Schlafly report. <coughs> this was written by Phyllis Schlafly. <coughs> Hold on. I have to move the page up. Liberal commentators and U.S. senators who are salivating at... Oh, yeah, I already read that. I quoted extensively from her 230-page book called Sex Bias in the U.S. Code published in 1977 by the U.S. Commission, Commission on Civil Rights. The purpose of this book was to show how the purpose e Equal Rights Amendment, for which she was an aggressive advocate, would change federal laws to make them sex-neutral and eliminate sex-discriminatory provisions. Ginsburg called for the sex integration of prisons and reformatories so that conditions of imprisonment, security, and housing could be equal. She explained if the grand design of such institutions is to prepare inmates for return to the community as persons equipped to benefit from and contribute to civil society, then perpetuation of single-sex institutions should be rejected. Page 101. <coughs> <coughs> what? Benefit from... Okay. She wants the integration. She wants uh, both male and female in the prison. Same prison. She called for the sex integration of Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts because they perpetuate stereotyped sex roles. <clears throat> That's what I already read to you. We're seeing it in a different words here. Uh, she insisted on sex-integrating college fraternity and sorority chapters and replacing them with college social societies. Page 169. The Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, page 145. And, and she goes on... Uh, she even cast constitutional doubt on the legality of Mother's Day and Father's Day as separate holidays. Well, okay, so if we throw Mother's Day and Father's Day into the same thing, it'll cost us a little more money on the same day than if we did it separately, I guess. But it's kind of nice to celebrate the Mother's Day and the Father's Day separately because then you honor them separately. Anyway. She asserted that laws against bigamous persons cohabitating with more than one woman and women cohabitating with a bigamist are unconstitutional. I wouldn't go as far as to say they're unconstitutional. I think that's a personal choice. I just wouldn't choose it. She objected to laws against prostitution because prostitution as a consensual act between adults is arguably within the zone of privacy protected by recent constitutional decisions. 
Well, even in the Bible there was prostitution. But then Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed because they had a lot of sexual deviant stuff going on. It makes you stop and wonder, doesn't it? On the other hand, her view of the traditional family was radical feminist. She said that the concept of husband-breadwinner and wife-homemaker must be eliminated from the code if it is to reflect the equality principle. Page 206. And she called for a comprehensive program of government-supported child care. Now that I got to agree on. I got to agree with the old lady. <coughs> but I don't agree with her in this one. Ginsburg wrote that the Mann Act, which punishes those who engage in interstate sex traffic of women and girls, is offensive. That's kind of like Pelosi saying the border wall is offensive. Immoral. <laughs> Where do we come up with this stuff? I mean, people are getting hurt and murdered and all it just it just kind of upsets me that these politicians they they don't stop to think about we the people <coughs> um It's just, I. It just upsets me. There's more on Ginsburg about about things that any normal person wouldn't want to force on anyone else, but she wanted to. So, if she disappears, which she has. I'm glad. Uh, I heard some supposition yesterday even, I think it was. That, well, maybe they have her in a coma. And maybe they're going to provide a clone of her to show up at Trump's uh, speech. Well, the speech he's going to do tonight. State of the Union. Um... Maybe she's in a coma and they're going to get her out of the coma enough that she, they can sit her, prop her in a chair so that they can show her. Or other people say, well, maybe she's just freaking dead. Only they don't want to release that information yet because it, it isn't the proper timing to release the information. It's all these games that are being played in government right now that affect you. They affect me. They affect our children. They're going to affect our grandchildren. It's time that we, the people, 
wake up. I just want to say, please, people, wake up and look around, see what you can do to help people to wake up and be prepared for whatever happens. Um, I think the wall is being used as a diversion to have people look at the wall rather than something else that's going on. I don't know what the something else is. I have no, I just, I don't know. <clears throat> I would like to think it's those trials uh, being held that we don't get to see for of the swamp peoples. I don't know what's going to happen, y'all. But I just feel the wall is being used as a diversion for we, the people who are so stupid and dumb that we can't figure out, oh yeah, the wall's being used to divert our attentions from something really, really important that's more important than the wall. And if it's more important than the border wall being put there, what the heck is it? Because that border wall is going to save us Americans a lot of grief. And if the people come in legally, then it's good for them and it's good for us. If they're termed illegal aliens, well, right away they've broken the law. In the wording, they're illegal. So how legal is illegal? Oh, anyway, I'm off on a tangent. Uh-uh. I'm just off on a tangent. I, what I want, I guess I can sum it up like this. What I wish for the world, seeing as it's my birthday tomorrow, I can make a birthday wish. I wish that more and more people can wake up faster and faster. And that we, the people, can start to take charge of our lives. Can start to decide, well, do I want this person or do I not want this person to represent me in a government position? And if so, we have to figure out how to make the elections legal to start with. <laughs> we can go vote all we want right now, and whoever they want to be in the office is going to be in the office. Because it's so corrupt. But what I wish for us is to wake up, look around, see what we can do. And one of the things is be more compassionate toward each other. I know sometimes I get my back up against against people. Well, like Ginsburg, you know, I got my back up against Ginsburg and Pelosi. Um, I really just wanted to even be the person that pulled the trigger on the gun that shot Pelosi. That's how much I was fussing over it. But all of a sudden, when I woke up this morning, I thought. Gosh, I feel sorry for them. I actually feel sorry for the swamp beings. 
I don't think they realize what the heck they're doing to themselves, let alone us. So, I guess I wish for more love in the world, more openness, more opening of the minds, acceptance of what's going on, and trying to figure out what to do about it. And so, for my birthday tomorrow, I wish you all happiness, peace, love, understanding, knowledge, and wisdom to know what to do with your knowledge. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Dolly Shares with Dolly Howard. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for a huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com.